about six years ago when I was 12 years old. Boko Haram entered Bama after sending warning letters to us that they were coming. They attacked Bama, sent the security forces fleeing and held us captives. My siblings and I were washing clothes at the stream at the town outskirts when Boko Haram attacked. We did not sense that anything had gone wrong until we returned to the city and found empty streets. Boko Haram mounted their flags with an Arabic inscription. No one was seen in our streets, everywhere was deserted. As we were thinking of what to do, some gunmen appeared from nowhere and ordered us to come to them. Zara escaped marriage to terrorists three times and eventually ran from the camp where she was held. This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. Zara and her sisters, like most victims of the attacks, were defenseless against the terrorists and feared that any wrong move could result in the death of their loved ones. At gone point, they said they were taking us away to improve our faith. We were so terrified. That was how my sisters and I were taken. They kept us in the house, but after a week, a military jet came to drop a bomb right behind the house we were being detained in. So when they began to exchange fire, we seized the opportunity to escape and ran home. But she was the only one who made it home safely. To date, she does not know where her two younger sisters are. Her parents were terrified to see her first because the terrorists had been picking young girls and parents caught hiding their girls were killed. Sometimes her mother hid her under the bed and thought she would be safe until the terrorists took advantage of her baby sister's hunger to find her. There was extreme hunger in Bama since Boko Haram took over the town because no one could go out or look for food. The only people who had such luxury were Boko Haram fighters and they used it to their advantage. My little sister Aisha, being a child, fell into their trap. They offered to give her 20 naira to buy bread if she could reveal to them where our parents were hiding me. And she agreed. And that was how I was caught for the second time and dragged to the house where they were keeping us. They threatened to slaughter me if I ever attempted to escape again. Within the first weeks of our abduction, they gave us some pounded beans to eat which led to the death of many who got sick. Zara was held in the house with other girls for three months, during which their abductors would periodically profile them for forced marriages based on their beauty, age, and skin color. She fell sick on the two occasions that she was supposed to be selected for marriage to a terrorist. I cried for these as they held me captive in one of their houses near the palace. My health deteriorated, so they had to return me to the hospital for medication and then brought me back. She studied the terrorist schedule 
and found a loophole. Then she planned her escape. I had another opportunity to escape some months later. It was around 6.30 p.m. during the late evening prayer. I was at the hospital when I saw them praying. I noticed that during prayer time, no one keeps guard because all of them would join the congregation for prayers. So we both decided to flee because when they were in prayers, they hardly got distracted. When Zara returned to her parents, it was a different story and not one she had hoped for. I found my way back to the house for the third time. But my mother did not welcome me because she feared for my life. She said she could not accommodate me in the house because my being around would bring more calamity for everyone. She, she insisted I leave the house and find my way to Medigree or anywhere away from Bama. My mother cried and said, her already weakened heart would not be able to contain the agony of seeing me captured again and dragged away. Trekking barefoot, Zara headed for Midoguri, sticking to bush paths to avoid detection. I was just 13 then. I understood the plight of my mother because two of my younger sisters, Bana and Yakaka, were taken away and never returned to date. I had no food to eat, but kept on drinking water from ponds along the way. I avoided daylight movement because the Boko Haram government patrolled the bushes and highways during the day. I was hungry and exhausted, but the pangs of survival bites more complicated than that of hunger. I no longer fear death because I have seen many death and how easy precious life leaves the body when shot at or slaughtered. She found her way to an IDP camp. A ray of hope came for her when the United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund, UNICEF, introduced education intervention programs at the IDP camp. I'm currently pursuing an undergraduate program in computer science at Borno State University, Middlebury. I want to be a computer scientist because through my little smartphone, I have come to understand that the future solely depends on computer and the internet for its development. One can become anything with good knowledge of ICT. I'm very eager to get educated and that has been my passion from childhood. I believe with education, I can help my people and be a shining light, especially for the girls who are always asked to get married at early ages. This is an episode of Vestiges of Violence. It was written by Anita Eboibi and edited by Osato Edobayi, produced by Abba Toko. A quick note about our voice acting. All dramatizations in this episode are based on actual interviews conducted with the subjects. Voice acting by Chigozi Victor. The consulting producer is Osato Edobayi. Senior producer is Anita Eboibi. The executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. For more stories, go to humanangle.ng and find more episodes wherever you get your podcasts. I am Hamida.